0: G'day and welcome to Homestyle Green. This is the podcast about how to build a healthy, happy home without it costing the earth. My name is Matthew Cutler-Welsh and today I am very excited to be bringing you our first interview. And this week uh, I'm uh, caught up with Alex Reiki who is from envirospec.co.nz and he's going to tell us all about what EnviroSpec is how it works and, and who should use it. Uh, before we get into that though, I wanted to say um, hello to everyone out there who is listening and, and thank you for for downloading and, and uh, we've also got a couple of people who have subscribed to the podcast, uh, which is great, so encourage others to do that. If you click on the little subscribe button on iTunes, then that ensures that you get this podcast delivered um automatically when you when you go to itunes or, or plug in your ipod or iphone or, or whatever device you use um and also i'd love to get some comments in there and and also if you feel like rating the show uh, it, it would be great to um to get some feedback on uh you can you can do that directly into itunes as well so please uh would love to uh, to get some some comments there and uh to rate the show tell me tell us how how you uh think the show is for you um i just wanted to uh talk a little bit about the the scope of the show i initially set out uh in, in my introduction podcast um thinking that this would uh we, would cover all bases and and uh kind of go go global i guess but I've been thinking about that recently, I've been uh, talking to a few people and um, for now I, I really want to focus in on the New Zealand market, uh, possibly Australia as well because they're, they're, they're relatively similar. But I want to focus on current issues and um, it also makes sense to discuss uh, seasonal topics obviously, um, a whole six months difference. From uh, the nor- what's going on in the northern hemisphere. It's not to say that I won't be keeping abreast of developments overseas, uh, in Europe, North America, because there's certainly a lot of stuff going on there that, that we can definitely learn from. But I really want to uh, give the the get the maximum or provide them the maximum value out of this time, and and I really appreciate people giving up time and and listening to the show. So I want to make it as useful as possible uh, to people. And I think the best way of doing that is, is to provide uh, local content and, and stuff that's really um, actionable right here and, and right now. That's not to say that um, I want to discourage people from elsewhere. I'd really love to hear what, what is going on elsewhere in the world, but uh, I guess for, from a, a topic point of view, I do want to, to focus on, on what's important he, here and now, and then put that into perspective on a on a on a global scale. So, um, with that in mind, um, there's a couple of things that are going on in the here and here and now, and one of those is lighting. And there's just been a new uh, regulations come into force on the tenth of May here in New Zealand and it's to do with the wiring of down lights. Now down lights are very, very common, uh, too common in, in my opinion, in, uh, in, in roofs. Uh, they cause, cause lots of problems in terms of heat loss through the ceiling, but seem to be a very popular option from a design point of view, but also from builders, I think, like them because they're quite cheap. Um, that's probably set to change and the reason for that is because new, these new regulations are uh, will, will basically force the, the fittings to have certain ratings. Now those ratings, uh, they relate to how close insulation can be either around the, the fitting or over the top of it. And in fact, if if I understand it correctly, you won't actually be able to install a fitting that is uh, not approved to be either abutted or covered. Um, so there's a bit of information out there. The the interesting, I guess, loophole in that at the moment is that you can replace existing fittings with a, a on a like for like basis, but uh, any new fittings that are being built on new buildings will have to have one of these new labels so i'll put some links on the the website but check that out if you're interested and i think that's a really positive move because it it will start to literally close the gap on the issue around heat loss through um the the hot big hole in insulation that's required from downlights but also um just the the airflow up through some of the, the the uh fittings that we currently use so check that out um, and it'd be good to get some feedback on that and, and, and find out how that goes uh, in, in industry. The other thing I wanted to mention was my, my own home here, we've got some very exciting developments there uh, specifically today we just had a, a heat pump installed which is just in time for it it's starting to cool down here so uh got the, re, got the heating on uh, nice and cosy and warm but prior to that we got the insulation installed a couple of weeks ago i'm going to get some photos up and uh, and describe a bit of that process because it is a bit of a learning curve being on the the consumer end of that so um yeah that's enough of that um i'm going to press play now and get on with uh, the interview and today's show so please um at the end of the show do head on over to the the website and uh and, and also sub- don't forget to subscribe in itunes All right, uh, welcome back to Homestyle Green. I'm very excited to have my first guest here in the cave today. Uh, I'm joined by Alex. Sorry, I should have asked you before. How do you how do you like people to pronounce your surname?
1: I think Reiki is the most common way of saying it.
0: Alex Reiki from EnviroSpec. So, before we get into the details about Envirospec and and who it is, or who it's for, and, and what it is. Um, perhaps tell us a little bit about yourself and what your what your mission is. Well, it really started
1: back in the in the UK when I was working for a, a multinational architectural practice in their uh, R and D department, as as they called it, looking at things like computational design and sustainability in design. Uh, is this
0: in residential or commercial, commercial
1: uh, Across all aspects, but they were working on some large commercial projects.
0: Right.
1: Um, the academies, which is the super modern version of a, of a high school over in England, yeah. for example.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and one of the things they were working on as part of this wider uh, set of, of in, initiatives was uh, a materials library where right. you could quickly and easily compare the environmental performance of products on one screen uh, and, and then quickly uh, access that information for a particular product and they even wanted to link that into a uh, sampling system where you could request a sample online via that system. Right. Um, so this
0: is an architectural. Firm this was, that was a, doing
1: a private architectural practice, uh, 11, 11 offices across the UK and several offices around the world as well. So they they were quite large and had the money to invest in that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, coming to New Zealand in two thousand and six, it was no surprise actually that the architects here had exactly the same requirement.
0: Right, well, uh, that's good to know.
1: And uh got involved with uh the the New Zealand Green Building Council when it was first initiated. And uh soon afterwards came Green Build, which is architects putting some uh resources together with brands. Yeah. Uh to create this online product directory uh resource. Yeah. Um and when the a few years down the line, when the time was was right to incorporate EnviroSpec, I took all the lessons learned and all the experience from all of the above in the UK yep. and New Zealand and started with a clean slate. So the uh, the methodologies and the principles behind EnviroSpec as well as the information on the website was clean and correct right from the start.
0: Yeah. And it is a very clean website too, I'd have to say. We'll, we'll come to uh, EnviroSpec and, and talk about where people can find it. Um, but what would you? So what? Just stepping back for for a moment, uh, what what's your kind of mission and, and objective in in life? What do you? What gets you up in the morning?
1: Well, I think my 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 objective and my mission are probably slightly different. But my mission is to demystify what is required to be green, right? Um. Uh, or, or green or resource efficient, as I like to call it. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't always need to cost more. Many environmentally preferable products are actually quite uh, cost competitive with the non-environmental options. Yep. Uh, and quite frankly, there's no reason why those just shouldn't be used all the time in, in any project these days. Um, why
0: Why do you think it is that um, they don't get used?
1: Well, I think part of it is is access to the information. Right. And that, that preconception that and you know an environmentally certified product or superior product will cost more which in some cases is true but in half of the cases isn't right but your s- people on a so-called budget might go for the inverted commas budget option right where in fact they could get a better product for the same price so would you say
0: it's more about access to information rather it's than more about like access to product?
1: information uh i remember um, a quote from an article I read a few years ago about a family who built their eco-house, I think, down in Wellington, and they spent 14 months researching yeah, right. material and product information. Yeah, And I think that encapsulates the aim of what I'm trying to do is basically shorten that research right. period right down. Yeah. Um, the interesting aspect is because I'm a qualified environmental scientist and have that, uh, background in, in the environmental industry and in the building industry, uh, I'm able to look quite critically at all the information I read. And that's where this kind of third party verification process comes in. So you don't just submit your product information to me and it goes on the website. It goes through a quite a serious amount of controls and filtering.
0: And, yeah, and that's a, a key part of it because I've looked at quite a few product sheets, uh, particularly recently, and I'm amazed at some of the products uh, or suppliers that produce environmental statements or sustainability uh, brochures, and they quite a few of them seem to have logos, uh, which quite often I don't know where they have come from, and I suspect sometimes it's their own marketing department. It is. It is. <laughs> so it, it can be, uh, I can imagine for anyone who's just a consumer, that would be, would be very confusing very quickly to find out um, what's what in all of that.
1: Yes, it's got to that stage where you actually have to be an environmental certification program expert yeah. to understand what the claims of each of these programs is providing to, to the products that are yeah. endorsed by them.
0: So I guess the the good news in that though is that those companies are recognising that perhaps people do want to be making some environmental choices, or at least we can um, have a, a good feeling when they buy those products that they're, they're choosing one that yes uh, is perhaps environmentally preferable.
1: Yes, absolutely. No, and and the intention is good from the start. But I think you you uh, touched uh, the point there, which is. Some marketing departments see the dollar sign at the end of that and come up with their own claims and logos that looked very similar yeah. to the official ones uh, and that's greenwash and, and uh, y- y- that's what I try to minimise is the risk of greenwash so you can, right. when you read the information on EnviroSpec on uh, you know someone's been asking the tough questions before you read it.
0: So what do people need to do uh, to avoid that greenwash and um, how do they find the right information? uh i should probably put an information
1: page up on the website that describes all the eco labels um, Or, or, or if i had to give some pointers <laughs> if i had to give some pointers uh in terms of what you would call life cycle assessment eco labels which look at multiple criteria across the entire life cycle of the product from manufacturing through use through disposal Uh, Look at Environmental Choice New Zealand and the other international gen-aligned eco-labels, which is Global Eco-Labeling Network. Right. There's some great other ones that are appearing these days in America, such as uh, Cradle to Cradle Certified Mm -hmm. and in Australia with Eco-Specifier Green Tag. Um, Those are amongst the more robust ones. Then you've got your... What I call performance-based eco labels, which look at only one item during the entire life cycle, such as right. energy efficiency labels. Yeah, they're very good and very easy to understand. Um, but again, even there, uh, anything that's very very official and endorsed by governments, such as Energy Star or the Water Efficiency Labelling Scheme, is is fine. Yeah. But then there's other there's other labels. Which might be less uh, credible, I suppose, in terms of the development of their standards.
0: But I've, so, presuming that your site is a good one to go to for a sort of a one-stop shop on on information. Well, that's right <clears throat> about that. All all those various ratings and and uh, um, logos and
1: and what they mean uh, and what they mean and what they mean and how they impact. Uh, you as a consumer or a home owner or a home builder, uh, if you're targeting, say for example, a, a Green Star or a Home Star rating, yeah. Um, some of those labels are accepted in Green Star and Home Star, some aren't. Yeah. Um, right. we... And you
0: show that on, on uh, specifically on your on your site, don't you? You've got a category there for uh, whether it's Home Star or Green Star. Uh, I can't remember the, the term you used. Um, on the site. oh, I think Green Star Compatible. Compatible. Uh, Home right. Compatible. So you need some of that information there. That-
1: yes, so the uh, coming to the website um, it's uh, an important filter for that information where you can either look for products through the, the Interactive House as it's called. So you just click on the product search tab at the top uh, navigate the interactive house until you find the product you want yeah. and then you can just compare products that way. If you are working on a, uh, a, a Green Star or a Homestar project and you want to find compliant products, uh, you do need to know a little bit more about GreenStar and Homestar rating systems themselves because right. the products are classified in the credit classification criteria that yep. GreenStar and Homestar operate um but if you if you do understand those rating systems a little bit you can simply use the drop down menu and find the products that will uh fit or comply with with the requirements of that category
0: right and and who is your main audience for the site who who's uh advice for
1: my answer there's going to be everyone yeah uh from the commercial professional architects uh and consultants who should really be using the, the the website to find environmentally preferable products for their projects, whether they're going for Green Star uh, or not?
0: And I guess to verify it, like we said, that the, all those other ratings and and greenwash uh, to help separate the the wheat from the chaff and well, that's from right. Those products and
1: and you can compare the the performance of individual products within the EnviroSpec website, so you can even go for the greenest of the green, right. if you yeah. see what I mean. Yeah. Um, so on a commercial scale, um, certainly every architect and 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 uh, a builder should be doing that on a residential and home owner level um, likewise, particularly if you are going to go for uh, a home star rating, then there's no reason why you couldn't select the correct paints and plasterboard and carpets and so on which will which will give you your points in the rating will give you a better home uh and a healthier home
0: so there's a a good option for homeowners uh to do a bit of research independently and then they'll be armed with that information if they're speaking with their builder or an architect or designer or or some other professional who who may not have seen that information or
1: it gives them a reason or, or a means to justify certain product selections over others yep and uh, if we, if we need come back to, to that previous um, mention of some product labels or certification programs work in Homestar and others don't, that's quite a specific requirement. And right. you could easily be confused uh, if you don't know the, the Homestar system, for example, as to why the FSC timber certification program will give you points, and the PEFC Timber Certification Programme won't give you points.
0: And presumably you've got information for people who have no idea what, uh, what those mean. Well, that's right.
1: Or, uh, send an email to Envirus to Beck or, or give me a call. By all means, I'm happy yeah. to answer yeah. those questions. I should probably uh, put a little information... Uh, page on just going through the different eco labels and what they mean. Yeah, I
0: think that'd be good. I, I know from our um, experience when we were doing a renovation at a previous house, where it was a, it was such a steep learning curve, just even finding out uh, what certification existed, even mm. for for one specific catalog. Like we were building a deck, and prior to that, even though I'd been working as an engineer, and, and we were interested in trying to live in a in a more resource friendly manner. I wasn't really aware of the Forest Stewardship Council or, or I thought it was something that operated just in rainforests elsewhere. I didn't mm. really understand how it applied to here in New Zealand mm-hmm. and, and specifically to a timber supplier in Christchurch. Mm. So a huge learning curve. And, and I guess that information doesn't seem to be available. Well, it certainly wasn't at the time at or easily when you're down the aisle of a hardware store. No, so I guess that's where a, a site like EnviroSpec is pretty handy because you can kind of either do homework before you go or, or kind of research stuff when you when you've had a look around it. Um, well, that's right options.
1: That's right. and you can you can print off some of these uh, well, all of these uh, certificates and documents and just have them at hand. right uh, for whatever purpose, if you're going around the the stores or if uh, even if you're uh, if you're having your discussion with the architect or with the product supplier. Or even yep. if you're putting a submission to to uh, the Green Building Council or Homestyle or right. whoever the uh, the approval body
0: might be. Right. Yep. So uh, everyone should check it out, uh, whether you're a builder or a um, or a homeowner or looking to do some work. And uh, the the site I should mention, dot Co. Nz. That's correct. And and where else can people find you?
1: There's a Facebook page which. Uh, www.facebook.com facebook.com forward slash So E
0: N V I R O S P E C.
1: That's correct. Yeah. Uh and if you want to know a little bit more about uh myself and and my backgrounds and what lead led me to, to come up with Viruspec, uh you can check LinkedIn is where I right. keep all that information. Yep. Um, and just find me under Alex Reiki.
0: And uh, before uh, before we finish up, I want to ask you about uh, Homestar as well. We've mentioned it a few times and we haven't talked a lot uh, about it yet on Homestyle Green, but I'm sure we will. Uh, you've mentioned uh, how EnviroSpec can help people who are looking at improving their Homestar rating, uh, but you're involved in Homestar in other ways as well. You've been around for a while, the Homestar <laughs> development, but what, what sort of uh, offerings have you got now in terms of the Homestar?
1: Well, that's right. I, I uh, What I've aimed to do, actually, is provide the whole suite of services to the homeowner from the most basic uh, self-assessments or the home coach, which assists with the self-assessment online, all the way through to the final certification process and the official Certificate for for that property.
0: So that's for people who either have an existing house they want to improve, or if someone's looking at, at new builds at and doing a new build
1: The the best time to engage in virus spec is uh, when your future house is merely a dream in right. your head and nothing's been drawn on paper Which or Which I'm anything. sure is true for a lot
0: of people.
1: Uh, the earlier you build these concepts into your your strategy the better results you're going to get yep. for less money.
0: Which is certainly true, we know, from uh, the Green Star and, and commercial building space, but it's, it's definitely becoming more apparent for the houses as well. I know people have got pretty far down the track and realised that they could have done something fairly simple early on to make a big difference.
1: Well, I think it's uh, it, depends, it depends what you want to do. If you do want to go for a Home Star rating... Well, the Home Star rating scheme functions in a certain way, and you need to understand how it functions in order to 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 perform best in that particular evaluation process. Yeah. Um, you don't have to have a Home Star rating; you can just go for your home eco build uh, and yeah. be satisfied with that. And I think that leads to the question, which I get a lot, which is why why should I do a Home Star assessment on right. my home, or why should I get a Home Star rating? Yeah. And I see the answer to that as, because the market, because Homestar is the most important evolution yet to come in the marketplace and the finances of the marketplace. So, more and more, as the Green Building Council and Homestar manage to promote and and spread the use of this tool uh, across New Zealand, you'll find. Probably more in the young executive generation, people asking for higher star homes or willing to pay a little bit more money maybe for those homes or even the way I see it is I I probably wouldn't be willing to pay much more money for a seven star home, but I would be wanting to try and discount someone who's trying to sell me a three star home because I will have to inject... $75,000 worth of upgrades, maybe to bring it up to what I consider a minimum standard in 2012 of warm, healthy, energy efficient, water efficient. Yeah. uh,
0: Having just bought an uninsulated house, I'm with you. I understand. Um, So So that's something that you can help out with personally as a Homestar.
1: That's right. So you, uh, to, to access those services, you can just go on the homepage and click on the uh, service, uh, our services tab and just click on Homestar services. The aim being to, to uh, provide that one-stop shop so you can talk to EnviroSpec for anything from your basic home coach assessment through to your uh, Homestar practitioner design advice as you're going through the design of the, of the house through to the actual certification at the end and of course the product database is there to complement all that knowledge and you can quickly and easily find products and I can provide some product recommendations. Great
0: yeah and I'd thoroughly recommend uh, going check it out because I, I, that, that interactive house is very user-friendly and easy to access and uh, is, is a great resource for someone who's interested in uh, either a whole house design or even specific parts of a house so um, well done for making a potentially complex, well, it is a complex issue, uh, into something that's accessible to everyone and, and very user-friendly, I think. Um, anything else that you wanted to mention about uh, EnviroSpec or, or Homestar?
1: Um, no, I look forward to seeing the evolution of, of this. I know, and we all know, Homestar's quite new in the market, and um, it's yet to make its ground. There's nothing like legislation kicking in one day, and I'm yeah. sure the Green Building Council and Homestar are doing their bit to try and get something happening at government Possibly. level. Possibly. Uh, but it's a, if you look at overseas markets, you you know it's going to go this way. And mm. as they say in Australia, it used to be location, location, location. It's now location, location, environmental rating. Really? So that's a, a good way of, of sizing up the way the market is going to be evolving and... Uh, I look forward to being part of that.
0: Good. And just to close, uh, what's something that's working, something I'd like to ask, uh, I, I hopefully will be asking uh, all the people that uh, are visitors to the show, what, what's something that is personally working for you in your home or where you're living right now?
1: Well, I'm, I'm a little bit in transition, so I'm, I'm still in an apartment building. Um, so that does come with its limitations. Uh, and I, I rent. Sorry, I rent in a, an apartment, so I, I uh, would like to make all kinds of changes in terms of uh, glazing to start with, because <laughs> I'm still on single glazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And heating systems and and um, water equipment, but um, obviously it's it's close to town, so I gain there in terms of being close to work and low impact on transport and yep. and practicality and uh, I've got a great view out west which is uh, unbeatable. Right. The sunsets are just beauties. Nice. Um nice. but looking looking to the future um I think I'm going to go new build. Right. Because I would want to bring all this all this knowledge uh into practice uh, on the ground and and just have a house that suits my lifestyle and my aspirations, and is and I don't even want to say environmentally high performing. I just want to call it a good house because, right,
0: as opposed to a current standard New Zealand house. I believe <laughs> if
1: you're going to sink several hundred thousand dollars into into uh, a property, uh, you want it to be warm, healthy, energy efficient. Uh, and all of the above yeah uh, it, it should be the minimum requirements these yeah, days yeah
0: makes sense yes so that uh, that dream home is well underway and inside your uh, head somewhere
1: i'm just looking for a plot of land <laughs> awesome <laughs> and that's the hardest bit actually it is here at the <laughs> moment yeah in Auckland it is a bit of a
0: problem. but uh, you know the the whole apartment uh, and um compact living is an interesting uh interesting perspective as well that um, perhaps is a topic for another discussion later uh, and and uh, new zealand's perception on on that sort of style of living i think we struggle with it a little bit and, and figuring out the greenness of that but maybe we'll we'll talk about that again some other time <laughs> hey uh thank you very much alex for uh, your time uh, thank i really you. appreciate that So, uh, yeah, if people want to check out more, head over to envirospec.co.nz or they can find you on Facebook or on LinkedIn. That's absolutely right. Thanks very much. Thank you, Matthew. Cheers. Well, that's it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed that interview. And if you did, please let me know. And also, if you've got any other comments about the show, send me an email at comments at homestylegreen.com that's comments at homestylegreen.com or you can head over to the website at homestylegreen.com and uh, leave some feedback there also as I mentioned at the beginning of the show it would be great to get some comments and some ratings in iTunes so if you are listening to this uh, over at iTunes then it would be great to, uh, to get some of your thoughts there thanks very much This is uh, Homestyle Green. I'm Matthew Cutler-Welsh, and I'll speak to you again next time.